0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Dorsey Wright Podcast. I'm Ian Saunders. And I'm Will Gibson. And it is Wednesday, December 4th. So first podcast that we have here uh, in the month of December, wrapping up a pretty strong November there. Um, Actually, the strongest November that we have seen since 2009, um, getting getting up close to to, um, a pretty pretty solid, almost 4% return there for the month of November in and of itself. Um, And pretty strong performance throughout the year thus far as well. Although the past couple days have seen a little bit of difficulty here. Um, after the markets have reached new all-time highs at various points kind of le- leading up through the end of November there, um, we've seen the market pull back a little bit over the, the beginning of December um, on Monday and Tuesday of this week. Um, and we've seen that on the default, the point-and-figure charts of some of the major indexes as well as some of the indicators. Is that right there, Will?
1: yeah, yeah, certainly. um on those charts, we as you mentioned, we we saw the pullback and with market action today, we are getting a bit of a bounce back up. So some initial support levels are beginning to manifest. But as far as indicators, as you were mentioning, one that I was looking at recently was the implied momentum bell curve, mm. and just as a reminder, uh, that is going to be showing the implied volatility of the securities based on the option pricing of mm. that in- individual security, and then plotting it on a-, a bell curve in terms of standard deviation. So generally, when we see a skew towards the right, it'll be a more generally overbought market from an, in- an individual security perspective, and, mm-hmm. then the la- and then the opposite would also be true. So looking back just at last week, on November 27th, the implied momentum reading was at a 4.3, resulting graphically in a pretty skewed distribution towards the right, um, indirectly suggesting that the market was a bit overbought at the mm-hmm. moment. Now looking at it today, the picture looks much more normally distributed with a reading of approximately 3.8. Um, so the pullback, if anything, could be perhaps advantageous or in inline um, for what the current market environment has been
0: dictating. Exactly, and, and I mean, as you mentioned there with the implied momentum bell curve, we we have a variety of different kind of distribution curves. Whether you're looking at individual stocks or the market distribution table, that's in every daily equity report, right? But this one, um, I think, is at least well, uh, it's one of TD's favorites that, that he oh, yeah. likes to reference a lot, right? <laughs> um, he definitely comes in and likes to likes to focus on those those zone uh, zone ones and twos that he talks mm-hmm. about there. Um, but that's looking at those those zones. So there's six specific zones, um, and so those average readings that we saw kind of pulled back, basically full zone uh, about right uh, over the past week. So definitely um, kind of indicative of that broader broader pullback there in the S&P 500. And we've seen that in the default chart, as we mentioned right at the beginning, too. So if you go to the default chart of the S&P 500, I mean, talk about a big stem of X's up. That thing had gotten, uh, gotten pre- pretty high. It did cross into overbought territory above that 70% level that we typically zero in on as that um, area that we identify uh, market securities to be overextended, um, and then pulled back into a column of those on Monday and continued lower there um, yesterday with the broader market movement, um, down from a chart all-time high of 31.50 down to 30.80 there um, with those yesterday. But then Wednesday rolls around and we get a 3 bucks reversal back up into Xs, um, back up to 31.10. So a generally very strong market that we're seeing here um, across most of the major in, in, um, indicators. Um, and it's not unusual to have a breather, right? I mean, the market can't go straight up forever, so we get a breather over the first couple of days. Now, whether or not that continues with the more volatility in December is something um, that we'll, we'll have to wait and see on, but at least from the way things stand currently, the Domestika is uh, still solidly in that number one spot in dally, no buy signal changes there. Um, and we're also seeing that kind of consistency held through uh, the asset class group scores page, right? So we're, we're seeing that uh, the S&P 500 index funds um, group is still maintaining a pretty, pretty high levels um, up there in that group to maintain a high US equity core percentile rank um, above 98%, is that right there? Certainly, yeah. Yeah, we, from the macro indicator perspective,
1: we certainly haven't seen too much movement. Um, as it was wisely explained to me, you have an inhale, and then you're going to have to have an exhale at, mm-hmm. a, at some point. Um, so I would say that's what we're seeing right now. And it's been advantageous to get a, a lot of these things off overbought levels and honestly perhaps creating either a buying opportunity or a, a way to trim a bit. Yeah. But regardless, you mentioned a lot of the perhaps the leaders in the in the market. Um, one that perhaps hasn't been moving with the market as much as year has been the, the retail space. And it's it's a bit timely thinking about. We just started the holiday season. Thanksgiving just ended. The notorious Black Friday and Cyber Monday shopping began, and statistics say that Cyber Monday actually had a record at nine point four billion dollars in sales, Goodness. which is up uh, approximately nineteen percent <laughs> from last year. And that was from Adobe and Analytics. Um, yeah. So pretty interesting there. And then looking at. From the market perspective, as we just said, retail's been down. Um, Since November 25th, uh, the uh, S&P is down about a little over 1.2%. And then XRT, which is the S&P retail ETF, Mm -hmm. that is down 2.18%. And then looking from an individual security perspective, Macy's within that retail space is down 4.4%
0: and that's been a that, that's been a big loser that we've seen for quite a while there right i mean um, talk about a talk about a lot of sell signals right
1: now. oh certainly certainly and, and and kind of like quantifying that at the, i believe it's actually the worst performing stock in in, in the S&P as of monday Is that down right? about 48% and we actually featured this in our report the other day as well as this kind of laggard space mm-hmm. within the retail sector and we provided some ideas kind of surrounding the tax loss harvesting season coming coming in at mm. the end, mm-hmm. end, of, end of the year, uh, where perhaps if you have some losses in these individual positions, you could realize those and then replicate the exposure through a more broad-based and diversified product in the ETF realm going forward. Um, Absolutely, but yeah. So, if you're interested in those pieces, make sure to check out the daily equity report from Monday
0: and Friday. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, those tax loss harvesting always, always a uh, um, nice to come realize some of those losses that you have and move into those positions, but maybe the reverse of that some positions that maybe haven't been as big a losers and we've seen some 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 upside some some leadership uh, breakthroughs here over the past couple of weeks um, has been the healthcare space mm-hmm. so if we we go back to that that asset class group scores page um, which is going to rank we, um, all of our ETFs and mutual funds into respective groups at least one of 135 right and then um, we sort those groups by the average score of everything that's grouped within the group so um, that takes everything from S and P 500 index funds, which is currently ranked third out of 135, uh, right up towards the top, to your individual sector breakdown. And uh, we've seen the the um, the consumer cyclical space um, undergo some difficulty there, um, as as you mentioned, not among the leaders of the from the sector standpoint, um, at least not currently. Um, and, but one place that has shown some some leadership from the sector standpoint is is healthcare and biotechnology. Um, I mean, those spaces fell off significantly there um, after after May of this year. Um, had had a real rough summer. A lot of political headlines going around there, but maybe because of some other political headlines. We've seen some strong upside there over the past couple weeks. Both of those groups, healthcare and biotechnology, just crossed back above the four score line, healthcare for the first time um, in over a year. So some definitely strong strong movement there. And then if you sort the asset class group scores by score direction, so that's gonna be looking at the um, distance from either a high or the low over the past six months, right? And, and so doing that for the all 135 groups Biotech and healthcare actually have your highest core directions out of any of the groups we have there on the platform. Um, so if you're looking for an area to, um, to to maybe highlight there as we head towards the close of the year, um, that would definitely be a place to keep an eye on. Now, with that said, many of the funds, many of the stocks in that space are going to be pretty heavily overbought at current levels. We're looking at average overbought, oversold readings for the groups there. Um, each of those are going to be over 120%. So they're, they are getting, getting pretty up there, and that's including the down downwards movement over Monday and Tuesday, uh, but nonetheless, there's still going to be some ideas that you can potentially take a look at. There, um, would re- refer back to uh, back back to the the featured article there um, on Monday, I believe, did, did a deeper dive into that healthcare space uh, to to identify what areas might be the places to watch as we head towards the end of the year. So, yeah, for sure, yeah, I'm wonderful. So, uh, w- with that, I uh, think that wraps up most of what we were looking to cover here this morning. Um, so thank, uh, thank you all very much for joining us here. Hope everybody um, had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday um, and we look forward to having you back next week.